0: Welcome to episode 271 of More Than Dice. I'm Conzo. I'm John. <laughs> and Nerd is I'm just Nerd. coming back. <laughs> there's Nerd coming back right now. <laughs> uh, just not on screen. Got that uh, wireless headset. <laughs> As we're all coming back, there's a like half of. Let's see. I'm the only one not eating while coming back from a break. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's just kind of munching <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode 279 uh, This week we're going to be talking about some narrative and story story play events uh, at uh, m- Mostly for miniature gaming um, But uh, some things came up this weekend, this last few weeks And uh, a few things have been happening um, That I've been seeing within the miniature community And I figured it would be good something to talk about um, I'm also going to be painting, uh, trying to give my final last touches on my uh, Judgment model um, and get that going. And um, I guess we can go and get to the business. We want to thank Midnight Heroes for being one of our sponsors. Make sure you check them out. And also, make sure you check out um, the events they're doing at Warfare Weekend, the special ed- edition model they're going to be selling at Warfare Weekend. And uh all the cool stuff they're gonna be doing they just got back from reaper they said that they did really well at reaper and people were loving their uh miniatures and um so we'll be seeing them pretty soon uh we want to thank muse on minis for hosting uh all of our stuff and getting out to the masses make sure you check them out and you can go get some really cool tokens and widgets um want to thank Parabellum War Games, makers of Conquest. Uh, if you like their models and you would like to get a discount code, you can use the code More Than Dice, all one word, and get ten uh, percent off your first purchase. Uh, and uh, if you need another reason to get it, uh, there are orcs riding dinosaurs in that game. Um, we want to thank Turbo Dork for sponsoring the channel. If you like metallic and turbo shifting paints, they are the people to get. And also. Their palettes are back on the thing, and everybody should have one. We'll be posting about them. Um, these are their silicone palettes. You know, they're their wet palettes is what they call it. Not wet palettes, dry palettes. And they actually fit inside the top of the uh, exemplar paint. Yeah, I
1: don't use that one.
0: Uh, wet palette. Uh, yeah, so
1: I want to point out that I've used this multiple times already. it's so easy to clean, it's still clean.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just pop the paint out and then rub some water over it if you really need to, and you're done.
1: By comparison, this thing, like,
0: is still dirty.
2: Oh, yeah. Easy.
0: Yeah. I'm throwing that one away, because I have no need for it. You can't
2: even see all the white paint.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not throwing it away. It's still got uses. Because, honestly, these are the only criticism I would have on this, is that... The individual wells are very small. So, if you're doing a large scale something, then you break out the other one, and that's fine. Yeah. You need different tools for, for different uh, jobs. Actually, I still got a GW one in here somewhere, too. Well,
0: also, um, if you're coming to Warfare Weekend, <laughs> uh, Turbo Dork has supplied every VIG with some paint, uh, some of those wells for door prizes, and paints for door prizes. So, Awesome. And you'll be seeing those. I uh, want to thank uh, Creature Caster uh, for also being a sponsor. And make sure you check out their tribe on My Manufactory where you can get a 5th edition module plus 8 to 10 miniatures that go with the module. And they are actually going to be running two, uh, three of their RPGs uh, with their miniatures uh, at Warfare Weekend. So you will get to see them. Um, I think I got everybody. Did I get everybody? I got everybody. Woohoo! Woo,
2: good job. I'm proud
0: of you. So, um, we do have a few shout outs this week. Um, John, what are our shout outs for this week? Oh, you're gonna leave that on me? Yep. Uh, well, I'm gonna go sort
1: of in not necessarily the order they happen, more. An arbitrary order decided by me because I don't want to, <laughs> you know, make any feel like anyone's lesser than the others necessarily. Um, Gary Wright, who's really only known for the song Dreamweaver, though, is a hell of a song, uh, passed recently. Uh, this past week, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, so when he was 80, so, you know, long life. Um, Again, just sort of a one-hit wonder, but if you're going to have one hit, make it a fucking good one like that. No shit. Yeah, and then the lead singer from Smash Mouth uh, passed. I'm trying to get to his name, Steve Harwell. Yep. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know the lead singer's name from Smash Mouth. They are sort of like a two-hit wonder, but um, he passed as well. He was much younger, and he is very much a cautionary tale of don't drink too much. It's very sad he had liver, liver failure for understand and died from complications yeah. on that, which is very sad. Yeah. I mean, all of his friends said that he, like, lived a life hard, which I understand, but, man, you want to be there at the end, right? Yep. Uh, then the big one, at least music-wise, that like, completes the trifecta, as they always call it, was, of course, Jimmy Buffett, who passed.
0: Yep.
2: We drank margaritas uh, in his honor that night.
1: Yeah, he is the... Uh, Definitely more of a divisive uh, you know, artist. Not everyone likes his music. Uh I am actually a big fan. I just started really, really started listening to it a couple months ago as work was starting to get really bad. Listen to it on the drive to work and drive home because they have uh, you know, Margaritaville Radio on Sirius XM. It's good, it's chill, keeps your eye mind set. mindset. But his personal catalogue, which they've they've only been playing since he passed, uh, is very deep and very diverse like it's not just all the same sort of you know beach bum if you will music or yacht rock or he has little bits of country in there too so it's a very very diverse musical set and it's good listen to it and he's a hell of a performer because you can hear on all of his recorded concerts and all of his live music videos he's very personable with the crowd and everyone it's great it's very much what you want from an artist he understands <clears throat> what does people love, and he uh, he gives them a good show.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Let's go with uh the more important questions of the day. Um, Nerd, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Sangria. Oh.
0: In oh. a sippy cup.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sippy cup full of sangria. Hell yeah. That's
1: awesome. Look, it's a great idea. Sometimes it gets a little wild.
2: It's a color-changing sippy cup, even.
0: Next level. <laughs> She's leveled up. John, what's in your cup tonight? <laughs>
1: uh, I have a uh, Jim Beam Red Stag, which mixed with uh, cherry coke, and then a little bit of uh, uh, what's that called? Yeah, don't worry about it. A little more flavoring in there.
0: You uh...
1: can't bring.
0: Uh, I actually wanted to do... I forgot that I wanted to do a shout-out to uh, a friend of mine that passed away recently. Um, Not a member of the gaming community. is a long-time a family friend uh, that passed away in her sleep. Um, I'm going to send a shout-out to all their family and friends and everything. Uh, But coming home from that this weekend, uh, my AC went out um so my air conditioner is not working so i'm drinking water tonight uh luckily we bought some quick you know wall units to put in the
1: about to say because otherwise man you're in <laughs> arkansas in the end of summer yeah i mean honestly this past pretty much since the last time it on have been the hottest weeks of oh yeah the year here in, in maryland so
0: Oh, we went and bought some air units and we're waiting for, you know, the air conditioning man to come out and fix it cuz we tried fixing whatever we thought it was and it wasn't what it was. I think I think our AC unit is finally just dead. I mean, it's our first one has been, you know, 50 billion years, 20 years, so it'll get covered by insurance, so I'm not too worried about it. So, I'm drinking water tonight. That's fair. I got teased with a day of fake fall last week. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It
2: was like fifty degrees when I got up, and I was like, I can put on my onesie. This is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had one of those a couple weeks ago, and then straight into like, like the Labor Day weekend was hot as hell. Oh yeah. Labor Day itself, super hot. I was in here all day with the computer on. And I'm like, I am roasting.
0: Yeah. Yesterday, I was in the middle of playing Baldur's Gate, and I was like, uh, no. And I was like, it's getting really hot in here do I have, do I have too many electronics going? And I was like, just the computer. And it's usually kind of warm. And then we were like, no, our AC is out. And we changed the thermostat thinking it was a thermostat issue. And then did a quick cleaning of the system still wasn't working. So we're like, Oh, time to call someone to come out here and look at it. Which will yeah, probably be out this, here
1: tomorrow. This monitor over here generates a shit ton of heat. <laughs> it's just not really in the the cards to replace it now. Especially not at the end of summer. Yeah. You know, summer winding down, it's not going to be, it's great in the winter because it gets a little chilly if I got a little more heat.
0: So, other than that, um, guys, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you coming out. Um, we understand that, you know, things are heating up. Things are going around. Things are happening in the world. Uh, Make sure that you're looking after each other. Make sure, you know, if you see something, you say something. If you see something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. And if you hear something, put a stop to that shit. Um, Cheers. 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 (sighs) Mm. One of the good things about my job is I'm actually moving around a whole lot more and... uh, I'm actually starting to lose some more weight. yee hey. <laughs> Let's go ahead and I switch over practice. to the paint cam. And such. I did do some work on it one day because I was just kind of playing around with it. And uh, let me make sure that this thing is going to be... Not in focus. There we go. Get him in focus. Okay. Let me swing the camera around. Camera swing. Stay. Type stuff. Um, So, this past week was Nova and our good friends uh, the Tried and True podcast, which primarily does War Machine stuff. Uh, really nice folks. Really good. They've been really good at the community helping out Uh, You know, getting people, you know, invested and having fun with War Machine, building their meta back up. Uh, Just very good, positive community people. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I really liked them, met them. I met everybody. They usually call (coughs) and talk to each other at least, you know, once a week. Um, They were running the events at War Machine, uh, at Nova, War Machine events at Nova. And something that they noticed that came about was a lot more people were signing up for the narratives. Uh, like, their Iron Gauntlet had, like, nine people, but their casual Steamroller, uh, I don't know what they did for casual Steamroller. Uh, only out of 24 had 22 people sign up. Um, the um, the narrative events they ran were pretty much packed out, um, and there were narrative Orgoth, you know, cool stuff like that. Um, they had some good things going, and was talking to a bunch of other different TOs and a bunch of different games and it seems and I don't know if it's a trend I don't know if it is but you know John and I have always we've talked about this numerous times that if I'm going to pay okay. money to play at a convention I want to make sure I'm getting my money's worth out of this convention yeah if I'm if I'm going to spend $75 for a badge and then I got to spend $20 for each individual event if I'm spending $20, I want to make sure that that $20, I'm getting my money's worth out of that $20. Um, and if I go play in a tournament, I know what I'm getting into. Don't get me wrong. And if I go in there and I'm losing first round and there's no way for me to get back or do anything, that's on me. But I'll, it seems like there's this trend going where people like, I want to spend, I don't mind spending $20, but I want to get my money's out of my $20 that I'm having fun with. Yep. Type thing. And like I said, if you sign up for a tournament or, you know, something that you know what you're getting into and you're going to be facing, you know, tryhards, you know, so on and so forth. If not, you don't, you shouldn't have signed I mean, up
1: for it. At a tournament, are they really tryhards? I mean, that's sort of the point. That's
0: Correct, yes.
1: Had, I've had a lot of deep thoughts on this recently and, you know, I'm trying not to go into it too far, but I mean, they're not really tryhards. It's, it's a tournament.
0: It's a tournament, <laughs> but, you know.
1: They're playing. For the spec,
0: yes. They're playing to get there, and yeah. for me, and I wouldn't say me, but for for lately, I've been going. I don't mind tournaments so much, and you know, I'm a, I'm a I like tournament play, but money is tight, uh type thing, and. You know, if I'm going to go to a convention, I want to make sure I'm getting my money's worth out of that. And so I don't know if I want to play in a tournament because I know um, by round two or three, I'm, you know, it's kind of just like, eh. Well, Yeah, so I think the days
1: of all the people uh, playing, you know, all the players of a game playing in tournaments because that's the thing to do is fading. Yes. I think for a time there in the, the early 2000s, you know, <clears throat> maybe through the early 2010s, uh, you know, that was the thing to do. And now it's sort of fading. People are realizing, hey, I don't have to. This is not my scene. I remember back in the day where these older gamers were talking about back in the day when there were narrative events. You know, like, let's be honest, I, my early introduction to War Machine and Horde was to listen to a lot of Lost Hemisphere radio and... They didn't talk about tournament games. They talked about narrative events. Like, the first thing I heard about uh, Captain Con was cool games where the boards had cool rules and everything. I'm like, that sounds great. Yep. And also, let me ask you, Gonzo, how many, if you were to rate your top most fun times you've had playing a tabletop interest game, how many of them are actually tournament games?
0: Not very many. Um, and if it was, it was because my me and my opponent had a very good time playing together. But most of my cool things or fun things that I had were based around silly Pick fun events. games
1: or yeah, silly fun events, yeah.
0: Yeah, silly fun yeah. stuff.
1: That's not to say you can't have fun. Some people, we realize some people, that is their fun. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. That's your fun, guys. Don't, don't let us tell you how to play the game. You play the game how you want. But... I did have seen a rise of, you know, the not tournament uh, mentality. The yeah, I'm just going to play for fun, you know. Um, uh, El Marshall, he took 40k to a local store to play an event, and his opponent first round's like, oh man, are you sure about your army? I mean, you're not really using anything. That's not really good. I mean, this could end really poorly for you. And Marshall's like, I- I've thought out what I want to do with this, and this is what I want to play. Granted, Marshall's a good player, so he fucking rolled the guy. But it's one of those <laughs> things where it, it, it's become this mindset. I've even seen it. Oh, Music, can you kill that? I got it. Oh, good. Uh, where, um, you know, it even happens, let's say, in video games. Since I'm currently playing a competitive tournament for uh, my video game. You know, I don't get upset when guys come in and they're bringing, you know, the meta builds and they've got these great stacks of players that are way better than us. I have no problem with that. It's when those guys take that mentality out of the tournament and they put it into the general. So let's say Gonzo, I were to propose to you a list for a game like, Hey, what do you think of this list? And if you just tell me like, well, those aren't the best units and you need to play the, the tournament, good units and this and this, like people don't want to hear that. Nope. People have a lot of these players are so focused, and some of them can turn it on and off. I love that about them. But some are so focused that they forget that there are other ways to play the game for real games.
0: Now, if someone were to say, "Hey, I'm going to this tournament, and this is what I'm bringing to try to win," that's a whole different story. Exactly, whole different story.
1: And, and we need to. We need to. I think the the core of it is is we need to realize that that mereven coming back. I know some companies are realizing that, oh yes, and I hope they continue um g w used to be the king of it and and it sounds weird saying that <laughs> um, but they used to put out packs that were sure they're only for two armies in a game, but there were packs that were just like um dark angels versus orcs, you know. You know, that that kind of thing. Those are great ideas. Like, sure, you may not hit everyone, but now with the digital age, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. You don't need to make an actual physical thing. You could put it online, make it a downloadable PDF that people pay for, you know, charge a good price for it because there's going to be some shrinkage there because PDFs and people are pirates. What? Um, Or even just have it protected some way that they can't do that. It, you know, Drive through RPG does fine with that stuff. So it got, there's easy ways to do it. But that, you could make that kind of stuff again. Easily. And it's just, you know, they need to. I think they're starting to realize they want they, they need to do that. That, to be honest, is sort of where War Machine Hordes fell, really, was when they stopped doing everything. They stopped printing books. They did a lot of work calls. I think, it, in, in a short period of time. But that was one of the big ones.
0: Well, I know that they're going back to it, because that's a, their big thing now, is doing narrative stuff, you know, not only in the app, but also at conventions, because uh, Warframe I mean, Weekend... I were the where... book
1: release events.
0: Yeah, did yeah. You
1: have, did you ever have a bad time one of
0: those? Well, yes and no, but I'm going to say not because the event was bad, it's because... Tournament players were coming into,
1: yeah. So I mean, understandable. Yeah, but in general, I mean, that that's sort of the fun way to do things. Narrative events. Like my, I still maintain my two favorite games. One was just me and Bill Shuler who now lives in Texas. He had his Praetorians for forty uh, uh, k, which are imperial guardsmen, and I had orcs, and we did the Battle of Orcs Drift, which is basically the fight from Zulu battle of works drift done for 40k it was great there's lots of cool cinematic things happens the the white dwarf that came in had just enough rules for you to play it like that is what great i mean we just we both remember it to this day had a great time i had such a great time that uh when he brought it up to me i realized that i no longer had that white dwarf so i went out on ebay and i found a copy of that white dwarf because i feel like that's important enough like my favorite time playing a game ever a tabletop Ministers game. And the second one is a mega battle that um, my buddy uh, Frank, no uh, nickname Frank, had made up. Uh, we played at the Glen Burnie Battle Bunker. And it started off just sort of three-on-three uh, three with the two altering players trying to be police and keep the Imperial players from fighting each other. So we were sort of arresting people. And he had all sorts of win conditions and put all these special rules and It was a great time. And we had people coming, going, this looks great. We get two people together like, all right, you two are ready. Drop 1,000 points, jump in. You know, that, that kind of thing is super fun. Or all the old GW events where it's like giant mega battles in their stores where stores are calling each other up going, you know, hey, our guys got to the, uh, the artillery bombardment center. They're throwing a bombardment on your second table, you know, whatever grid coordinates. That's super fun stuff.
2: Oh, that does sound fun.
1: I think we've all gotten too serious sometimes for this stuff. Adventure games somehow became serious business, and we're fucking, we're fucking painting up Toy Soldiers and playing. It's not serious business.
0: No. I think also that came about when people started pushing, hey, you could win $10,000 if you...
1: I won't play for money, ever. No, no. That's what I... happened to Magic.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. But I think that's where, you know, some of that comes yeah. in. I know. Well, I
1: could see it. I mean, to... to side step over to magic the entire dynamic of magic tournaments because I was running a store at the time when the guys went from hey we appreciate you running it and doing store credit can we instead have cash prizes and I went well sure but you realize it's not going to be the same like oh that's fine you know we understand it's going to be you guys take part and we take part for the for the entry fees but we'd like cash prizes like okay cool you know, if your guys come in asking for it, if they're all pretty much about that. But man, it got
0: different. Yes. When money's on the line, it changes everything. Yep. A lot.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, and honestly, it, it's... I think we've had this part of the discussion where I don't think it's miniature games only. I think everything has become more serious business, people more competitive in so many other aspects. I don't, I'm not a psychologist, I can't tell you why. I could only guess that it's their defense mechanism of the existential dread of the universe in this world in our darkest timeline here, you know, coming in on them and they're trying to focus on something, you know? Focus on something. If you're good at tournaments, you'll focus on tournaments to the exclusion of all else because it's your escapism. At least that's my quick theory on that.
0: I mean, I, over the years, I do like tournament play, but I've been with money and everything going on. I'm like, you know what? I want to play longer and not, and, and stress less type thing. Yeah. Well, I said this
1: playing playing uh, MechWarrior Online, and when guys are getting upset, like, "Oh, we lost." I'm like, I don't care if I lose. I just want to have fun.
0: Yeah. I, wanna... I can get my
1: butt whooped, but if I'm having a fun time getting my butt whooped, what does it matter? Correct. It's fine. If you if you become so focused on the destination, not the journey, you lose it. You, you're no longer playing the same game as me and that can be in in role playing games as well. If you focus just on the destination of it like oh our goal is to beat the big bad evil guy, you're going to if you just don't look at all the stuff around you, all the role playing opportunities that your GM provides you with and all you're just going to miss out. At that point you're basically playing a you know, you go from playing, you know, a role playing game to playing just a slightly more complex uh, miniatures game. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, and you can you can put that in there. You've got people that are the min-maxers, and all they care about is, you know, min-maxing. And that's fine, but there's so much more to the game than numbers.
1: Yeah, but I will also defend some of those guys. Some of those guys I've met are also some of the best role players.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, nothing's it's, automatic.
1: No, you can't just sort of put people in one box. People are very complex. People in general, well, okay, no. Pe- pe- people in specific are very complex. People in general aren't very complex. That's the problem. But,
0: <laughs> but going back to on this? the the narrative stuff. Um,
2: oh, um.
1: I know we're in your not necessarily your your your
0: your yeah.
1: chosen area.
2: Yeah, this is not my wheelhouse. Um,
0: uh, here, let me put it in your wheelhouse. Okay painting miniatures. Why aren't you doing it this way so you could win this competition?
1: Because
2: I'm not a competitive person and I... I,
0: But you um, know what I'm talking about. These people will go, well, that looks like crap. You should be doing blah, blah, blah.
1: Yes. We had this on Twitter where someone's like, I'm glad some people were painting miniatures, but man, it only takes like twenty minutes of watching a YouTube video to start getting better, why aren't you doing that? Hey, because they don't want to. They're happy. If they like their minis, that's all that matters.
2: <laughs> that's true.
1: I mean we all I mean, I think most people want to get better, but this whole thing comes down to what is your hobby and what is you what brings you the joy. If you just want to get the models painted to have color on them, get them on the table, and that brings you joy, hey, more power to you. If you give your models to a painter and give them money and they paint them up for you so you can go play tournaments and that brings you joy, more power to you. I mean, I had a buddy say that the, the Scourge I've been painting for uh, Marvel Crisis Call, he's like, John, I'd have called that model done a week ago. And you're still painting it. I'm like, I it.
2: okay, sorry.
1: No, he's not upset, he's just more of surprise. <laughs> like, wow, you're putting so much extra into it, but it's. I mean, and you can put that to anything. Some people put that much extra into their role playing game. The backstory, their, you know, God, you know, you know how those players, you, you put in an NPC, and suddenly the NPC is the focus of their life. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but it brings them joy, right? Puts a little more work on us as a, as a GM slash DM, but uh, it brings them joy. It brings their character, it gets them engaged. So it's good. And some people, it's tournaments. It's just that. The companies in charge need to make sure they are balancing things as well, because that's sort of the problem. Is they weren't as much. Some have, some haven't. GW was really shitted it for a while, despite the fact that, like, if you look at the third edition 40k rulebook, there's so much in it. Like, once you get past it, like, this, as usual, the rules take up the front not even a fuck quarter at most. And then you got the basic missions and they have all these other advanced missions and everything where it's just like, here's all these cool extra types of missions. They're not even like super narrative things, but it's like, Hey, here's ambush that that brings in. If you've got the third favorite game I've played and that is me and my buddy, Frank, and named Frank. Uh, he's playing his space wolves. I'm playing orcs. We roll up ambush as the mission and we're like, all right, well, let's see who's the ambusher and who's ambushed. Well, he rolls three dice and chooses the highest. I roll one die because, obviously, space marines are much more uh, strategic and tactical than orcs. What? I roll six and he does not. So I get to ambush him. And it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. The space wolves being ambushed by orcs. That's that is pretty need. good. Sometimes it's just a little bit you need to make a game from, oh, yeah, we played a game. It was fun. To... Do you remember that time that my orcs ambushed your space wolves? Uh, let's see here. Someone told me, tell me my trolls are too smurf-looking, the blue I chose. Uh, Captain Izzy, yeah, shrugging it off is the nicest way to go through it. You can definitely tell them to go fuck themselves. If you don't want to, let me know who they are. I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. We
2: can tell them to fuck around and find out.
1: Yeah. yeah I, think, I think a lot of it is the companies stopped putting in their games. They streamlined... They skewed towards what they thought everyone wanted. Because GW always thinks, hey, let's make this so people can play pickup games. Because the guys in their basement will think of it themselves. But that doesn't always happen, you know? Yeah. You get new guys who are going to be in their basement, and they may not have access to the old books. They may not have known that. They may have gotten in recently. You need to put that every time. So that the players know how to play. That was, like, as I always talk about Gonzo, that was the big problem with War Machine of Horns. Much as I love playing it, there was no play to play it. Like, sure, 2nd Edition, there was technically a way to play it, but it was not good. And then, 3rd Edition, they didn't even put scenarios in the book. You have to download their Steamroller Tournament packet to get turn- get rules for how to actually play the game. And that is just a giant... Mistake. It's a blind spot. Well, like, oh, everyone's playing this anyway. It's like, but no, we had people jump in and they're like, oh, this is, this is not, this is really weird and arbitrary. I'm like, yeah, you know, when I step back and take a look, having these square zones or these circle zones and all these points and shit it's pretty fucking arbitrary. You know, it's, it's even nowadays or maybe an addition or two ago for. Uh, 40k, just having the oh, go take this point for a turn to gain a strategic advantage, that's even more interesting for the card mechanic they had than some of the others, because it's like, suddenly you're building there. if I need to take this point, you can make up why on the fly, who cares, but you need to take this point oh, I've taken this point for a turn you know, some Imperial agents hiding there can escape now, or I, I held it long enough that I found them and murdered them if you're not an Imperial guy you, you can add a little bit so that, sometimes it's just a little bit like that that'll help Makes sense. I may have gotten a little off topic, so Don't get me back on topic.
0: <laughs> no, but you're right because that—that's coming down to it is. Y- if you go to a tournament, you know you should know what you're getting into. If not, mm-hmm. you know that's that that's on you. But the thing is, is we're seeing more people like, um, I want to play, but I don't want to get into. The tournament scene, I want to do. And they're like, well, here's your other options. And here's something that's happening every month. Something new scenario every month. I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: Uh, Legion showed up, so I'm I'm showing off the shirt.
0: Oh, okay. Hey, Legion. Um, But I mean, that's what a lot of people are like. I want to play, but I don't want to deal with... I I don't want to play that type of style that they're playing over there. And I'm like, here it is. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm referencing this into war machine because this came up and it's like, here's the app. Here's all these scenarios that are all part of this story that are all happening. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's where you can get that information. And here's where you can play all these cool little scenarios that different things. And there's you know, a narrative multi long month narrative that, you know, you do this mission and you do this one thing. Here's a bonus you get for your next game type stuff.
1: Yeah, that's... That's great. Like, that, that'd that be a great way to do it. Even... Uh, you No one probably remembers except me, so I'm just gonna be old again. Uh, the old... What, what edition was it at that time? Fifth edition? Might have been sixth edition. Somewhere in that, same, that area of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Shortly after the third edition of 40k came out. And in the back, they had a campaign. The simple campaign thing where... You just roll up territories, and territories, you have very limited rules. You can't, like, really tweak your army to craziness. You play a basic army, and then you have these territories, and they add to your army. Maybe points, maybe you can have an extra hero, maybe you get an extra wizard, that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. And it was just territories, and you go to fight, and what happens is you put up one of your territories. They put up one of their territories, and you randomly generate a third territory. Then whoever wins takes two. Another person goes back with uh, whatever's left. So you never have less than three territories, and there's underdog rules, but it was a great scenario format because people just jump in and play. You've got just enough to keep them interested, just enough to have some interest to the thing. You keep the armies from becoming tweaked. You can't play full tournament bullshit armies. It's probably not fair, but I'm sticking with it. Um, you have to play basic stuff, and it's just a fun time.
2: <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, and then, you know, just a simple thing like that could make all the difference in playing, playing a game, even if it's just pick up games at the store.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is I remember it's like, oh, cool. We're going to start a new league and, oh, here's the new league stuff and it's going to be cool and everybody gets into it. And then, and I've seen this before and I hate to this. One of the local, you know, tournament players like, oh, yeah, I want to play in the league, too. And then they've tweaked their army to maximize, you know, their potential. The butt their... whooping, yeah. 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 And then they're just like, uh, and people just, like, drop out of it. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Well, that's part of a greater thing. That's part of more of the, the making sure the rules of the game, you know, are are balanced for that.
0: Yeah. But... I mean, I like narrative stuff. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime example: um, this last Adepticon, uh, Privateer Press was doing their narrative stuff, uh, their narrative campaign, and they were sitting there, and they're like, "Can I get there?" Was, and there, there was this train that was going down the middle of the, you know, the battlefield, and it was a four-on-four. Mm-hmm. Four. Um, and somebody goes, "Can I jump on the train?" And it was like, "Yeah, give me you know this type of check." You know, if you make this, you, you can get on the train and write it down. And they were able to write it down. And when they wrote it down, they were like, uh, can I jump off of it and charge into this person? They're like, sure. Give me this check, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they would do it. And what it was is somebody had put a troll model on the front of the train, rode the train down, jumped off, charged into a warcaster, and beat the shit out of a war caster. That right there is cool as shit. Yeah. Because everybody remembers that. The next yep. time someone goes, "Can I knock over the train with a heavy warjack?" Sure. Let's try it. And someone went and charged and slammed into the train, did enough damage, and toppled the train over onto a bunch of troops and instantly killed them all. And everybody was like, "Now that's cool as shit." Yeah. I mean. But, but it- that's the fun.
1: Yes, that's the fun. And and it takes you to be in a certain mindset because tournament playing breeds a mindset of equality and stuff like, oh, you know, rules are rules, while narrative games are a little more free like
0: that. Yeah. Now, the it GM for- did tell the person that lost, you know, all those models that were next to the train. He says, just bring them back next round at the end of your board. They got reinforcements. Kept the guy playing. There yeah. was no, no need for, you know, him to be out because... Somebody made some cool stuff. He just says, the the Lauren, which was uh, one of their developers, was like, just have them come in at the back of the board and you can keep playing. And he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. cool. The guy did a cool
1: move, got a temporary advantage of it. Troops get to be pushed back, basically. Yep. That's perfect. That, yeah. That's perfect running a game like that.
0: And, and the thing is, and, and it I, kept people playing still. People were still yes. playing, people were still doing stuff, people were having fun, people were doing things, and continuously mm-hmm. laughing and joking and having a good time. Yeah.
2: That, oh no, people are allowed to have a good time?
1: Sometimes we'll forget that. Yeah. Come on, don't you know you have to live your life the way I want you to live your life? Anything else is not okay? That's, that's the real world, talking. <laughs> Trying to talk, I don't listen.
0: Yeah, there was just it. People were people were like, okay, and then someone says, "Hey, can I knock down the water tower and cause you know a hazardous wa- water effect here?" Yeah. yeah, go for it. Nice. And they're like, did it, and they got it, and it was done. And then people were having a good time, and I'm like, and it was like. It was a four-on-four, four and it was probably about five hours of gameplay. And I think we paid 12 bucks to do that. Now, Privateer Press did give us some stuff at the end of it for playing, but shit, I had a good time playing the way it was. I mean, you got yeah. your money out of it, and then on top of that, you got to play something unique and fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Those always stick in your mind. I mean... um. Since I'm apparently going down my list tonight, my fourth favorite miniature game thing wasn't even like a, a classic miniature games available. Some guy had said, hey, I'm testing out this thing for a game. Do you want to play? I was at yeah. Atlanticon or something in very long time ago. <laughs> Probably 92. Back in but,
2: the 90s.
1: Yes, back in the 90s. Thank you, nerd. But he's sitting oh. there and, and coming in and it's double blind. Like he basically has two versions of the map set up one for one side, one for the other side, you can't see the other side. It was like modern combat thing. It was great. He had just enough rules where he like you, you could, you know, your models had perception checks, but it wasn't like full role playing. You know, it was great because we get done. I'm like, Oh, that was super fun, man. And I go look at this side. Those motherfuckers had tunnels under stuff. That's bullshit. But you know, he, just a fun time, you know, no seriousness. I didn't have minute, minute models. Um, just having a great time, and I think sometimes we forget that that's what it was all about. Much like the Hokey Pokey.
0: I think you know we we've been getting into the concept that everything must be tournament play, and there yes. is a very vocal, vocal minority that pushes that agenda, and it pushes away a lot of people that just want to roll dice and make pew pew sounds. Yep. I am.
2: I am the Pew Pew.
0: Correct. And and the the problem that's going to happen
1: um, from this potentially is that the the filthy casual and I have no problem calling him that because I am myself filthy casual. I embrace that term.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, come on, our our Mechory Online group is called the Filthy Casuals of Quick Play. Our com- competitive team is called the Filthy Casuals of Comp Play. I I embrace it. They're not going to go to tournaments. Like, I don't... I Nova's in my backyard. I didn't go. Granted, I didn't really realize it was Nova until one of my buddies posted, like, oh, I'm at Nova, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's this weekend. I was just looking forward to a three-day weekend that I could chill.
2: Now um, I have to socialize.
1: No, I just... I, I, <laughs> but, so, I mean, I don't even go to, because, like, I don't, I don't want to play in tournaments. And that's pretty much what Nova is.
0: Uh, except I mean, for... I mean, I know that... And I don't know about the other games. I know that the um, War Machine, the tried and true guys, were trying to push a lot more narrative, casual stuff just to get people to come in and play. Because what was funny is they actually got interviewed by Wargamer Girl. um, And they said that the biggest issue or the biggest and funnest thing that they... Thought was as people were coming up and looking at the table and go, "What are y'all playing?" And they were like, "We're playing War Machine." They're like, "No, you're not. You have 3D terrain." <laughs> and they're Ouch. like, "Ouch!" And but they Ouch. but but they brought all their tables had 3D terrain. No, no, and fair,
1: but like it's brutal.
0: It is, but I mean, it also comes in the fact that you know you've got people playing a game. And playing with the 3D terrain, and it brought people to the game yeah. to see what was going on, which is great. Yes. So, I mean, I, th- I thought that was funny because there, she had uh, my friend Erica was like, "Yeah, people came up and were like, what are y'all playing? War Machine? Mm, y'all have 3D terrain? What's going on?'" <laughs> but we need that because that's kind of how the game is. I mean, people- that,
1: that's 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 the view of that game for too many years of the way it was yep so
0: so but i mean i i i, I really applaud th- that crew for putting forth the effort and also for doing fun stuff like that because they realize mm-hmm. that the game isn't always about tournament play and they need to bring you have to bring in new blood whether you like it or not and the narrative way is the easiest and quickest to bring people in. Well, yeah. Y- you
1: then. get people. You, you get you get the casuals, like with all due respect to tournament players. The casuals are the ones that generally keep the game going.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to call this done. Done. Nice. Seal that guy and let him go. So, uh, be
1: free. free. Oh no!
0: Probably do Kane next. What do you think?
1: I think you're able.
0: I'll do Kane next. His base will be pretty easy. Just dry brush that shit.
1: Tough crowd. No reaction to my terrible joke. Shit.
0: Yeah, I heard it. I I, just ignored it. Maybe I didn't get it. Kane Kane and Abel.
2: Oh, Uh. yeah, my brain didn't put two and two together.
1: (laughs) Hey, Mo, how's it going?
2: I'm a little slow today. All (laughs) right. Marge, the guy said I'm a little slow.
1: All right, so. Where were we, Gonzo? My brain, not brain.
0: We were just talking about narrative events and doing stuff. I mean, I think narrative events really shine. Uh, at local game stores when you're trying to get new people in um, and keeping people playing on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they very much shine at conventions because you get people that are willing to shell out money because they know that they're going to be playing for much longer and usually typically not against people that are there just for tournament play.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I believe that you probably have more fun more i'd say not more fun more memorable events when you play a narrative game in my opinion
1: i would say you have a different kind of fun that attracts a different kind of person than a tournament correct and i think it's good that at least some players and people in uh, some members of communities are getting that message and pushing
0: forward that i think a lot i think companies are starting to realize that a lot more i know that um privateer press has been talking about that a lot more so that's been going on and getting things done with them um i think gw is probably going to be working on that um i know that malifo does some fun stuff the was it the cupcake type thing yeah well they also like their even
1: their tiny rule has a lot more in it and they've always had more ability to do that fun stuff yeah than other game than some other games, even Infinity has done it for for years. They've had their um, what are they called?
0: They're doing the Winter Fest at Warfare Weekend this year, and it's a Winter Wonderland. Well, it's it's a narrative fun thing, but yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: But they well, no, I meant they had actual packs that they released in stores. Direphos. the Direfoes. Oh packs yeah, were all a member from each of of two factions, then a Uh, HPT high-value target, and then you could go on, type the code in, and you get the scenario for playing with those models.
2: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was great. Like, you know, they're not very expensive because it's only three models. Um, Also kind of cool because they put the color-like prototype cards, like they're they're, they're like, oh, this is what this model is going to look like when we do it, you know, detailing, like, the model, maybe the weapons and all that in the pack as well, which are great add-ons for I me mean, already making a pack you might as well put some extra stuff in it so it's not just three miniatures but yeah those were really good I bought a bunch of them some of the, some of the scenarios are very fun May, maybe require a little weird that you gotta work out but they weren't the standard ter- scenarios and thus were a good change of pace and I think that's what the games need a change of pace even uh, Marvel Chrysler does it with their um
0: Oh, what, what are they called? Ultimate Encounters. Yeah, Ultimate Encounters. Hulk mm, and all them.
1: Okay. I played the Hulk one. It was interesting. I think it's a little too balanced towards the uh, other heroes. The Hulk has a hard time winning that one. The Dormammu one seems much more balanced than when we played it. We did end up beating Dormammu. Dormammu. But again, that was more of a fun game because as we're playing and I'm playing the bad guys, Red Skull and all that and Dave's playing X-Men. I'm like, oh, look, it's Dramamo. Technically speaking, this is an X-Men problem. We're not here to save the world. That's, that's, that's an X-Men. <laughs> Dramamo spent most of his time over beating up the X-Men. I'm like, yes, this is how it should be.
2: Nice. Nice. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it
1: was fun events. Just got to be in the right mindset. We get too stuck sometimes on the quote-unquote fair, not realizing that maybe you don't know everything. Honestly, I feel like it's a lot of these weird scenarios and stuff are a lot like media. It's better the second time when you've played it and you don't have maybe unreal expectations based off someone's poor description or, you know, just a trailer, so to speak, of it. Why don't you do yellow eyes? I think you'd look at with yellow eyes.
0: They're actually skulls.
2: Oh.
1: Why?
0: Why does he have skull Those there skulls. Yeah, they're little bitty skulls. Cause it's a helmet.
2: Oh, okay. That he's makes off. more sense.
1: Sorry, he's out of focus. It hurts my eyes. But it makes more sense for that now. Yeah. Okay, very well. I thought those were like, 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 eyes and ah! Still
0: looks like eyes. Yeah, but they're skulls. No worries.
1: My, my, my mind just can't. I can see their skulls, but, like, it still look, look, cool. look like still looks like eyes most of the time. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I think they're really just too tiny. So I'm trying to, like, make them stick out as skulls.
1: Uh, yes, Legion, that's a judgment model, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it is a judgment A pestilence model a demon model for the demon grouping, okay, put it down. what
1: time is it I mean you said it was
0: uh oh, just right time too. I no, I said it was done
1: <laughs> don't like I told someone on uh, Discord earlier like art is never completed, it is only abandoned.
2: That, that makes you know. me feel sad. I'd rather it be completed than abandoned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but even when you paint a model, you're like, I'm happy with that, and that's good. But you always know you could go back and do more. But there's a point where you're like, am I really getting anything out of it? Fair. Ugh, so I don't mean a negative thing. I mean, it's like it's if it's all art, why is it negative? I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, I,
0: I think what we really need to talk about this is the whole overall picture is if you like to play tournament games, go play tournament games. If you want to have fun and do narrative stuff and get people in, go there. Don't shit on the other and don't force it down over there that there is only one way to play a game.
1: Let people have their fun.
0: Yes. Um, And right now, we are having a lot more, we're seeing a lot more Casual narrative events. And I put quotes around that. Yeah. Popping up and people into the game more than that. Because people... I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I I can't go to Gen Con. It's just way too expensive. Gen Con, yeah. I wanted to go play with the uh Battletech guys. And go play Battletech with the Wolfnet Radio guys at Gen Con. And it was $120 to play one game of Battletech. Wow. And I was like... Oh. Oh, no. like yeah no i can't do that
2: that's excessive
0: yeah well i mean it was like you know so much for the thing and then you know just because a lot of conventions pay you pay a badge and then you have to pay for each individual event and i get that but i'm like yeah i can't no No. but conventions have to pay the bills and Uh, that's the common thing is you pay a badge and then
1: realize that yeah I'm thinking, for that kind of money, though, how many smaller events can you go to?
0: That's something we, a lot of us TOs have been talking about, that some people are just going to like one or two big events a year, and that's it. And they're not going to smaller ones. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll head to Depticon. That's my big event of the year. <laughs> that's my only one that I'll go um, we're a little early for the media section, but we can go and get started on that. I mean, it's not like you have to be there at whatever time. Right. Uh, nerd said she has like 75 things. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I have like one today, so I mean, that's just, you know, how it is. The standard.
1: So I don't believe either of those things, actually. I'm, I'm going to call bullshit it. on both. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, we were gone for, you know, two weeks. Uh, we had some stuff, and a lot of us have been really busy. Uh, I eventually will get back onto streaming. I, Like I said, I'm still working through my schedule at work, um, and I will come on a weekday to, you know, do whatever, play a game, hang out with people, just uh, have it. Nerd is, you know, trying to make sure she gets uh, her time uh, on Friday um, type thing. And I might
2: start doing it earlier on Friday.
0: Fun, fun fine by me I mean your your time you do what you want. Yeah, which is okay no, I'm
2: just I'm realizing that like the time that I start streaming is when everybody's getting off of work on a Friday and
0: <laughs> nobody like, nobody wants to do with
2: probably, that nah.
0: make it a morning coffee hour
2: exactly that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is like <laughs> eight or nine in the morning
0: that's fine do what you want. Um, I do what I want. what else that's about it um i wanted to talk about so there is a lot of shows that are ending right now and it's a do or die for a lot of shows right now like even some shows that were actually renewed are getting dropped um because of the strike that's fine uh i hate it but if you're not going to pay your ar- artist or your anything else I think I read somewhere that, I don't know if anybody's watched it, Suits, that was on USA is now on Netflix, and they've had, like, so many millions and millions of millions of views since it's been on Netflix, and none of the artists, writers, actors have seen any revenue from those millions of hits to watching Suits on Netflix. Zero dollars. And I go, that's the problem.
1: Yeah? I mean... Greed is always the problem. Yeah. It, 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 greed, technically speaking, is one of the two greatest problems with with human beings.
0: Ooh, Legionnaire says something. I miss those days. Going over to a friend's house, having barbecue and playing games. Yeah, I miss those days. Legionnaires, invite me over. You cook, I'll bring miniatures. Xander's also miss it. I just know Xander said it too. Yeah. Xander, bite me over. I will barbecue and play games like crazy. That yeah. Like uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. The streaming. Yeah. So much so. <laughs> Art of Michael it says, Hell, I'll run. Yeah.
1: All sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. I would love to have just a cool, like, rent a cabin out for the weekend. Ah. <sighs> And just chill and hang out and find a central location. Can we just make sure the cabin's in a
1: field, just not in the woods?
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just good folk. Good food. So, some somebody runs a D and D game early morning or an RPG early morning one shot. Afternoon we play some miniatures. Spend nights board games and drinking? Yep.
1: That's, that sounds like a fucking vacation to me.
0: Yeah. I'll pay for that. I'll buy that for a dollar or more. <laughs> okay. So getting back on the thing, the strike's still happening. You're going to see shows that are just going to disappear. Um, yep. yeah. and that's just going to, may to happen. They may not
1: come back. It's till they get done with their greed and realize how little of their money they're giving to actually pay people. What? like It's just funny that how little they're asking for of their total profits.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like so minuscule. said um i wanted to give a review um and i usually don't do video game reviews because i just kind of play it and but i'm gonna say uh i usually when i play a video game once i beat it i i'm done with it for the most part unless it's like an online mmo or whatever that's just continuous but if it's a single player game once i beat it i'm done usually may I go back to a little bit just to try some cool things like okay the Spider-Man game you get to do more beating up bad guys cool Baldur's Gate 3 is the first game in a very long time that I've gone back with a whole new party and a whole new way to play and a whole new thing to do it and yes. I will tell you I this is my game of the year this is my game of the many many years um, and the thing is it changed because this this play around, I'm playing a Drow Paladin of Vengeance. So I'm like, cool, I'll play this Drow Paladin. Characters and NPCs react to me much different than when I played my Elven Bard, my High Elf Bard. And I was, I was very shocked by that because I was waiting for, you know, the dialogue of certain things. And it was, nope, rescuing someone and they went... Uh, uh, sorry, 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 Mr. Stroud. I mean, I mean, I mean, and I was like, what? I was like, they recognize it. That right there is a huge bonus to me because it means that they took the time and the energy and the thoughtfulness to change the game up based on what you're playing. Mm -hmm. Other companies should be shitting their pants. Because if you don't bring a game out and you don't put the level of detail this is, you're, you're, everybody's going to be compared to Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah. it, it's it, it's so good. doesn't mean that games aren't going to be good. But if you were to bring out a game that was like Baldur's Gate, where it was a miniature, you know, a and d esque and it didn't stand up to that, whoo.
1: Well, Banyan brings up, actually, what I was going to say is, he says, what gets me is these AAA mega studios are saying that Lucian and uh, BG3 are the outlier and shouldn't be the standard. No. They have less money than you. Yes. Why can't you deliver a similar product?
2: Correct. Yeah. Well,
1: because... I heard Starfield is in that vein, though. They delivered a good product. You know, at you know, at, at the AAA price, who cares? You know, it is what price is what it is. But they delivered what what most were saying, good product. Like like, um, uh, Armored Core Six. Like, sure, some people were saying it's too hard, but I mean, the fucking studio that put it out, you should fucking see that shit coming. But they're saying it's a good product for its price. So if we continue with games like this, it'll be good. It's just those lazy fuckers at EA or whatever are going to have to fucking bring bring a better game than they brought. Oh yeah. Or the guys who did—I forget the name of the studio—the one who did the remake of uh, Saints Row that uh, didn't do what made Saints Row good in the first place—fucking closed their doors and failed because they didn't do what the players wanted. Yeah. Shock of shocks. Just I'll tell you what the people want.
0: It has been amazing. I' mm-hmm. doing my second playthrough. I'm trying to find things that I haven't done. There is so much to this game. I watched a video, and I laughed my ass off, where somebody went into this dungeon, grabbed as many flammable explosive barrels as they could, like 60 or 70 barrels, had oh, their rogue- yeah you played rogue, a barrel? Master? Yeah, played a and planted barrels all the way through the dungeon, spaced them all apart, had the rogue stealth back out of the dungeon- and they shot the barrel, and it made a you know domino effect of explosions through the entire dungeon, killing off everything in the dungeon. And they just went in and you know started getting things. And I was like,
2: loot motherfuckers!
0: That's it's it's viable. It, it's something War. could do something. Somebody could do this, whether that's Should the I? way you play or not. Who cares? But I mean, War. there is so much to this game that it's not even funny. Uh, shooting at a." Uh, statue to knock it down to make it fall onto something. Great. Gives me a little bit extra. Um, I have
2: to remember to do that.
0: I forget it all the time because I'm too concentrated on the standard of killing the mobs. Mm -hmm. When I Mm -hmm. could knock down the statue and make it fall on two of them and kill them. Type thing. Um, Story-wise, game's still great story-wise. Everything's been so good with this. Um... Story changing. I'm doing different effects. I'm not doing evil. I'm just doing, you know, basically good um, type thing. I do let my rogue kind of like, oh, these people are going over here to loot. My rogue just like in my head, oh, stealth away for a bit to go rob somebody.
2: (laughs) I know somebody who's doing an abstinence run of the game, which I think is hilarious.
0: (laughs) But I mean, there's just so much to this. This is my... This is my game of the year, one of my top 5 games of all time. Um okay. I highly recommend it if you love RPGs, if you love good stealth, great system, special uh, the the graphics are amazing. Highly recommend this game. Uh it is getting a 0 for me. Four halfling barbarians, that would be fun too. Awesome. So, John, what you got?
1: Um, well, I watch through movies, all three of them I have seen at least most of before. Uh, so we'll start uh, for some reason on my YouTube uh, clips for Remember the Titans started showing up, so I'm like, you know, I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I'll, I'll rewatch that. Uh, turns out I have never actually seen the movie all the way through. No! <laughs> oh. Seems like I've always come in about five to ten minutes in, because I've seen it you know, in bits through cable for years, but uh, so I watched all of that and it's very good. Um, the football is even not even like the major point of it. It's more of the racial tension thing, which I like. I like that they don't necessarily paint both, you know, people change understandably and it's not just all good, bad Is both sides change a bit. I like that. Um, the only real flaw with the movie, you know, Denzel and everyone gives a fucking great performance. The only real flaw is that it's cookie cutter as fuck. Really? And yeah, I mean, you step back and take a look, you're like, you're like, uh, these are all tropes we know, and I know it's all real stuff that happened for the most part, so I have no problem with it. But you're like, you're like, man, this is like paint by numbers. Look, these two guys are gonna be best friends because that's what happens in movies like this. But like in real life, that's what happened to the guys. So you're like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just when you sit back and take a look, sometimes it's like, oof, wow. And I really feel like this is something that would have benefited from being like a Disney Plus series at this point because it's a Disney movie. Like if you were to remake this as a series, you could get a lot of depth in it because there's a lot of stuff where it's like you understand that they changed, but you don't get enough progression. It's sort of like hard changes this to this and you feel like, I understand this is natural progression, but I feel like I missed something in the middle here. So I feel like this would be more of a, you know, much better as a longer episodic thing where you've got time to, to build the characters properly and everything. But at this point, I don't think they're going to, I think this would not be the right time to release something racially charged like that. Let's just (laughs) say. (laughs) Cause racist stuff makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm like, I want to punch that guy in the face but still very good. I'm gonna, I'm going to give it a 1. It's an enjoyable watch, a little more so if you like football. Uplifting, if kind of cookie-cutterish and and paint by numbers. But still, like Denzel and uh, Will Patton and everyone just great, great performances.
2: Uh I watched uh, was it Across the Spider-Verse? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, the second so was, one? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, I finally saw that. Um I loved all the callbacks to various comics we got to see so many different characters in this one and I loved the stylization of each one Um, I also loved all the visual uh, color schemes that they did for Gwen in her world Um, I thought that was done really well and the cliffhanger that they leave it on is also another callback to Spider-Man because they were notorious for for doing cliffhangers. So I I really appreciated that. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a half because it's the first one I like better. I thought the first one was like a perfect origin story.
1: Oh yeah, it's. Um, I wouldn't argue with you calling it a perfect movie.
2: Yeah. I don't have an argument against that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd give this one a half because I think the first one's a little better, but this one was still also amazing. <laughs> and ah, two, amazing. two of the ah, most ah, visually Spider-Man. stunning, two <laughs> of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen. Yes,
0: yeah, I, I'm with That's you too. I want to see the...
1: Yeah, I want to see that as well. It's it's on my list high that and the Turtles movie because they're another one where they did the animation in a visually stunning style to try and make it.
2: I want. I do want to see the new Turtles. Yep. Yep.
0: Ditto. Um, let's see. What else did I watch? I did a bit of binge watching um, this week. And um, I'm going to say that I binge watch as much as I could, and as many times as I could, and whatever else, the One Piece uh, show on Netflix. Now
2: I've heard nothing but good things about
0: it. So I'm going to say this. I tried watching One Piece, the anime. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get into it. And it was mostly because of the animation style.
2: That's me and anime in general.
0: Uh, it was very choppy. It was not done very well. Just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And I was like, and and it was not, it, I was not dogging the story or the characters. It's like the animation is just not for me. I can't get into it. And I know what it is. I know what One Piece is about. I hear it from a lot of people. I mean, they're on episode 3042 or something like that. Uh, I think it's like, typically i think it's a thousand episodes right now
2: ridiculous
0: which is ridiculous come on people um but i'm gonna get so i was gonna give the you know live action a try this was pretty good um I was, I can follow it. The characters were likable. The characters are there. I did have to ask Captain Mizzy. I says, are they following the story? Are they, you know, they follow, are the characters appropriate? You know, is everything there? And they they were pretty much spot on. They did say that they did cut out um, some of the story because it just didn't fit. And it was like the annoying parts. They were like, they cut out the annoying parts of the story. Cool. Fine. No problem. You know, as long as you're not missing like major plot holes and, you know, major plot things, no, people aren't going to care. You cut out the annoying characters and annoying things, people are going to be okay with it. Um, the sets are amazing in this show. Um, they built whole new ships. They built ships. They built huge, awesome. huge things. Um, you know, not a ton of green screen. You know that there is, but they built huge props for this. Um, was it entertaining? Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. There's some good smirky scenes. Um, Monkey D. Luffy better, is great. Better than Death Note? Oh, fuck. We don't even talk about that <laughs> one. Um, I will tell you that they picked the perfect character, the perfect actors to play their counterparts. Um, Or play their parts. Because the kid that plays... I'm going to say a kid because he's just so young... that plays Luffy, looks like Luffy, acts like Luffy... He's spot on. Everybody played their part perfectly... and looked like their anime part. I was very impressed by that. That not only did they look and act... but they... they, You could tell that there was love put into this live-action set. That there was actually a lot of thought and effort to put in... and get the perfect cast and the perfect people... To do this live action, Um, I enjoyed it. Is it anime ish? Fuck yeah, it is. Is it got stupid stuff in it? Yes. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's entertaining. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last. From what I understand, this season, you know, it was like, what, eight episodes and it covered the first season? But. How long can it last when this like has been around for 25 years? So, you know, how long can they do the series before it's like, guys, we're, you know, done. Uh, when are they going to find the one piece? You know, that type of thing. Um, but I mean,
1: manga's is still going on, dog.
0: Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. How long can you do the live action? Because it's not going to make us, you know, there, there's a lot of money tied up in this. But it was do- it, yeah, it's it's doing just good. It's
1: not going to last long. People lose their... I mean, well, I mean, they say that. But then The Simpsons, have been going for how fucking long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, if you're a fan of One Piece, you'll love this. Uh, if you want to just watch something quirky and silly and a little bit, you know, just whatever, let it do it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for season two. It looks like it's going to be... It's already it's already done and uh, not done, but it's been written and they're just waiting for everything and, and the go on it
1: waiting for the strike to stop.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm all for it. Give me more one piece. I'm all for it. Uh, John.
1: All right. uh, Well, my second one uh, is movie. Maybe some of you've seen a little bit. It's, you know, didn't do well in the box office. Maybe it's a little bit of a cult classic, but I just bought a Blu-ray copy of it uh, not that long ago because I was looking, and it's a uh, Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Oh Hell man! Yeah.
1: That's yeah. I did not watch a uh, Loop in the Third that you had watched yet. I still have it sealed, but I bought it at the same time. Gotcha. Uh, upgraded my copy. Gave someone else my old DVD copy, and hey, um, I'm gonna stick with per- Perfect Movie on it. Even on rewatch, fucking whatever. I've seen this movie so many times. So good. It is so good, you know it's can quote most of it still it being made to be cheesy like john carpenter knew exactly what notes he wanted to hit and he hit them so it's it's kind of timeless
2: i didn't know that yeah
1: oh the 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 song that's done by the coupe Villes is actually john carpenter and his buddies their band is the coupe Villes. (laughs) he does music for most of the stuff he does even the, the theme song which is so terribly, wonderfully cheesy.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. I need to rewatch that then.
1: And I love Big Little China because it is ostensibly the only movie where the main protagonists we're following is technically the sidekick. Because technically it's Wang Chi's story. Jack's just along for the ride. But by framing it that way is absolutely great. All the actors do a great job. Um... I think they all knew and embraced what movie they're in.
2: It's on Disney plus oh my,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, is it really?
2: apparently
1: awesome and it's just enjoyable. It's not super long
2: Oh like nope.
1: once you get... no it's oh. not oh
2: teased me
1: it's uh. Got it. I mean, it's just... it. Once it gets started, it just goes and goes and goes. It's a brief stop for... Ex- and Exhibition's all done the right way. They're explaining someone who literally doesn't know and shouldn't know. And uh, the funniest thing about this movie, I think, a little tidbit, is that apparently it was originally written to be a Western, which I could totally fucking see. And if you're going to remake it like they were talking about, remake it as a Western. That'd be so much more interesting. Yeah. But because they were talking about it in The Rock was that I, I mean The Rock was a, was attributed to it for a while I think The Rock could play Jack Burton like absolutely he's got oh, the comedic oh, yeah. and to be honest part of really wants to see that movie but um yeah Zero uh, always Zero like bought the Blu-ray if they came out with a Steelbook version of it that was super here's a super cool Steelbook version even though I just bought the Blu-ray I would buy the fucking Steelbook how about that Nice.
2: Uh, I saw the Super Mario movie.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure you were watching that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, your reaction it tells me I
2: need to know. So, I'm going to give it, like... First of all, I'm going to start with my rating and then explain why. <laughs> I'm giving it two. Okay. <laughs> because... Not only were like the voice, like some of the voice voice actors were great. Some of them were just Chris Pratt.
1: <laughs> I, I'm gonna make a powerful statement. I think Chris Pratt is overrated as fuck.
2: Oh, I totally agree.
0: I agree. Okay. Like
1: I, I realized when I watched the Magnificent Seven when he's in it, and he's a little different than Star Lord, but it's fucking still just Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt, just like Jesse Eisenberg is Jesse Eisenberg, or Michael Sarah is Michael Sarah. Um, but yeah, like the, uh, the music also threw me off. Like they did great job of using some of the themes through scenes, and then they get to a big action scene, and it's like thunderstruck, and I'm like, okay, but why?
1: Because that's when the popular thing. We could have been
2: thing. using the iconic music.
1: We, we can thank James Gunn. And I do thank him because a lot of movies have done a good job of putting songs in their movie and making it iconic. Yeah. There are certain songs that that bring a movie to mind. Uh, Thunderstruck's not going to do that for this. I'm sorry, even if I see it. I mean...
2: No, Thunderstruck brings a very different movie to mind. Um from back in my teenage days, but that's another story for another time. Um, but like No Sleep Till Brooklyn felt really kind of out of place for the opening song.
1: Are they just trying to pick like some of John's favorite songs? Because you're two for two there.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not complaining about the music itself. I like I... all of this music, but it None felt of those out would... of place.
1: Neither of those would I have pictures in that movie.
2: Exactly. Exactly, and those are the only two that I could remember, but, like, I would have loved to have seen, I would have loved to have heard other, like, even remixes of the classic themes in place of what felt like a very out-of-place rock song, which I know it was catering. uh, The adults happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no offense to Anya Taylor-Joy, I think she's a fantastic actress, but she her voice wasn't high enough for Peach, for me. I expected Peach to be a little squeakier. But that's just because of how Peach has always been. That Fair. doesn't mean they can't change it up, but, like, meh. But Jack Black killed it. <laughs> of course he does. Jack Black is... Yeah. Jack
1: Black just killed it.
2: Yeah. Alright,
0: Gonzo. Um did another binge watch. Uh, for people that no don't know, um on Max right now, uh you get a limited time of AMC plus. Oh. Um, so if you I know a lot of people were trying to get into Killing Eve but couldn't because it went to AMC plus, but Killing Eve is on there, and I know a lot of people were interested in that. But what I was more interested in was Interview with a Vampire. That's Uh, what
2: I want to watch.
0: And so, I got to watch the first episode and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Um, But I'm not going to pay for AMC Plus so I can watch the entire season. So, I was like, crap. I'll wait till it comes out free or Netflix gets it or, you know, whatever. Well, Max has it now, and so you can watch AMC plus for free for a limited time. So I binged watch the entire interview with the vampire. Uh, it is a, it is based off the book and Anne Rice is fully involved in this one. She Good. did change everything up though. Um, it starts in new Orleans, 1910, um, with, you know, Creo and stuff of that nature my whole hometown. I mean, I'm an old Louisiana person. And so uh, I was pretty interested in it. Um, they did change up the characters a little bit, change up the story a little bit. Um, I didn't find any of the changes to be bad. Uh, it's just if you're used to the book or the movie and the movie is your main thing, you're going to be going, well, this is a little weird. If oh. the movie's
1: your main thing, I fucking feel for your soul. Correct,
0: but that's that that's where a lot of people got into it. The
1: most boring movie I've seen in my fucking life. It uh,
0: yeah no, was not no, good. No,
2: come on, Queen of the Damned was so much worse.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Now
2: Queen of the Damned
1: stuff happened. Like as far as being true to the book, yes, Queen of the Damned was way fucking worse. Yeah. But <laughs> as far as actually being interested in watching a movie, it was a vampire. I checked my watch six times. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah, wow. it
0: was not good. Yeah. Um, but this one, holy fuck. This was amazing. I loved this. Uh, I think it's like eight episodes, uh, and it's about it's half nice. about half of the book. Um, so one season is about half of the book. Um, the people playing their roles are amazing. Lestat's is the douchey Lestat type thing. Um. Everybody is really, really good at this. It is so, so good. Uh, sets wise, it is. It is very violent. It is very sexual. It is very, you know, out there. It is very in your face. It is very much Anne Rice. Um, no hold Barred and being on AMC Plus. Yeah, yeah, plenty of blood, guts, and sex. Um, type thing. But that's what you when you go to an Anne Rice and especially vampire. You know what you're getting into. Um I love it. I can't wait for season 2. I, I cannot wait for season 2. It looks so so good. Um Our
1: thing is how are you going to watch it?
0: Yeah. So if you have Max, you can watch it right now.
2: Yes, I know what I'm watching.
0: <laughs> as soon I'm, as you... what I'm watching this week between that and the new season of Wheel of Time. I've started that too. Um season 2 is much better than 1 so far. Um good. But I really really like this. The sets, the characters, the actors, the actresses, everything top notch. Um great vampire. It didn't help um that I was reading the Vampire Masquerade book and then I was watching that. So it was actually feeding into the book, feeding into the RPG as or I was, you know. Shoot
1: them over that, right? Do what? She sued White Wolf over that, right? You know, oh, I right? I don't know. I did not. It did, yeah, it did, I don't think it. I don't think it went too far. But she's like, you took my shit and made a game out of it. <laughs> like it was not exactly your shit. Yeah, but it's somewhat similar
0: in ways. It was the the show was very good. Um, it is very like you would think. It's a vampire, sexually charged, violently, you know, yeah. bloody, gory. But you expect that. You know what you're getting into. So if you didn't get it, it's your problem. Uh, I love it. Uh, it only gets a half Space R.P. from me. Because uh, there's are just a little couple of things that are a little slow. Um, but spot on. Really, really good. Can't wait for season two. Oh, John?
1: My, my third rewatch was I rewatched Bullet Train.
0: Oh,
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Yep.
1: Yeah, so when I first went to watch it, L. Marshall told me, if you can, purchase it because I think you're going to want to watch it twice. And it's one of those things where a couple weeks ago, clips started showing up on my feed. So I'm like, you know what? I fucking need to watch this movie. So I watched it again, and it is, like, I liked it the first time. It is better the second time because all the things click better. You know, it's it's like watching any of those movies the second time. Usual Suspects, any of those type, types where they have this sort of out of order and lots of stuff happening. And it all clicks together better, and it's just great. It it feels kind of like that Tarantino style, but they're not trying to be like Tarantino. Like, we're taking the broad idea of you're all these interconnecting things and putting them in a movie, but we're not doing your your, your actual style at all, and I love it. Um, I think, this is a powerful statement, Brad Pitt is the weakest part of that movie. And it's not that he's bad.
0: It's it's just, everybody else is so good.
1: Everyone else, like, he he does fine. Everyone else fucking kills it, though.
2: I was happy to see Aaron Taylor Johnson come back. It's been a while since I'd seen him in much. I,
1: I mean, he's good in everything, though. I haven't seen a bad movie with him. Like, maybe the worst movie I've seen with him is Godzilla, and that's just because they didn't give his character much to go with, and he's not doing a bad job in that movie. Yeah. It's just that he's a... You know, he's a soldier in a Godzilla movie. How much can you fucking do with him? <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of Godzilla movie, uh, I hope Monarch does really good.
1: Yep, Monarch I do and too. then they have Godzilla Zero coming out. Ooh. Yeah, this is also this is like the anniversary of a bunch of Godzilla stuff, so I'm hoping to see a bunch of stuff come out. But anyways, full we'll train, way more music a second time. Uh dig the soundtrack. The score is really good for it. I'm probably gonna pick that up because when I sort of listened to, that came up too, some of those things. Like, and I'm not going to spoil the ending thing when they bring in the, the surprise character, but it's so on point and great. Like, I really dig this movie a lot. I think I want to see more stuff like this appearance based off a book or a manga or something like that. But, it I don't want to give it first, I'm going to give it a half. And a half is because Brad Pitt's fine, but he has not quite reached the same levels as everyone else. He's not phoned in by stretch, it's just that everyone else is just absolutely on point. Uh, I suggest to anyone to watch it. It is a good time. A little silly in the end, too, kind of part that half that the ending goes off the rails a little bit. And, uh, yeah, pun intended, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and so i
2: got it i just wasn't laughing yeah no no all. i was just fine. like i got this work like, yeah 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 yeah. so
1: there you go uh nerd you got another one quick
2: uh yeah i have one rewatch. watch uh, uh shin godzilla <laughs> because I, I i rewatched that after like <laughs> the monarch legacy of monsters trailer dropped and i was just like okay i'm gonna go back and watch the Godzilla that's not American that came out in the last several years um this came out in 2016 um it was also one of the it's it's one of the better modern uh Godzilla Godzilla? movies out there and it's also one of the one of the first to use original musical themes uh or or musical themes from the original movies uh, I had first heard about this on uh, an episode of Fresh Air on NPR, and then had to go back and and purchase it. And I was just like, okay, this is this is really really good. <laughs> so I give it I give it a half. I've
1: not seen it. Hoping to find it streaming somewhere. It's on my list, but I've I have a lot of stuff on my list right now. My list is literally. What showed up on my feed on YouTube so I'm going to stop watching clips of it and
0: go watch the whole fucking movie?
2: Yup. So, all right.
0: Well, guys, uh, that is our show for the day. We want to appreciate everybody that came out and hung out with us. Um, make sure you keep, keep an eye on Facebook and the Discord channel where we're posting all of our cool things. Uh, if you want to hang out and play games with us, just let us know. Let us know in the chat. Uh, if you're one of our Patreon subscribers or YouTube or um, Twitch uh, subscribers, we will have an episode come out that is specifically just for y'all, so get ready for it. Um, other than that, we're going to be sending you off to Sir Arminius, because he's doing some Mechwire online. Haven't do, seen do. him in a while, so we'll send you over to him and let Maybe him say... Maybe do Mini
1: Celeste instead? Mini do what? Celeste is doing a subathon. Who? Mini Celeste.
0: Uh, type the name in the chat so I can type it correctly. I don't okay. have them listed as one of our things. Oh, uh, someone's doing a subathon. We'll get that. Um, yeah, because
1: she's doing a subathon. It's her fifth year doing this. She's good natured and fun. there you go. All
0: right. Yeah, we'll get to mini Celeste then instead. So, um, so can there, so you can get some interaction. Yeah, cool beans. Uh, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch after each other. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, do something. And if you can't do something, find somebody that will. But please take care of yourself. We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to see you again. For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Good night. Hit that follow button over there when you go and see her. Hang out with me so much.